Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and I have Miss Lindsay Titus with us. She's an education coach and consultant for Define You University, not the university like a school, but the YOU. How do you become your best self? And before we get into this conversation with Lindsay, I want to point your direction to TreyGamers.com where you can subscribe to the Dash Podcast and also learn more about our adult SEO programs and implementation for school-wide SEO. But without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Ms. Lindsay Titus and what it means to define you. How are you doing today, Ms. Lindsay? I am doing excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, ma'am. Me too. Me too. It's um, it's a good time to talk. And I think uh, especially, you know, when it comes to defining yourself, I think a lot of times, you know, people don't really know how to look in the mirror. Um, and specifically teachers, you know, we bring in our own baggage bias and blind spots to the classroom, but oftentimes unaware what that might look like. How to Tell me about some of the work that you're doing with teachers and, and coaching um, to help people be a better version of themselves. Absolutely. And I love what you just said. So I think sometimes we're just not even aware. I know, I know for myself, I've been in the education field for 15 years now, and I, I'm I feel like I'm just skimming the surface on who I am. Um, but what I've learned is that that's the beauty of it, is I get to discover who I am every single day. And I get to define who I am as an educator, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a person every day, not by necessarily all the actions that I take or the strategies I use or all the things I do, but, but who I am within. And until I really learned to do that, I felt, I just felt overwhelmed and I felt when I would be in my classroom and all the things were happening, I kept trying to search for the next best thing when really it was all, it was always within me all the time. And, and so that's my main goal with educators is there are strategies, there's millions of them, but the number one strategy is to look within and to, to really live into who you are as an authentic educator, because when you're, when you can show up as you are owning all that you've been through, all the experiences, as well as all the things you still don't know yet, then you're able to take this journey and look at it through this expansive lens as opposed to this overwhelming lens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like it's kind of difficult, though. Like, why do you feel like it's so hard for people to look at in the mirror and look at themselves or even just to, to practice self-care and personal growth? Yeah, I think, I mean, again, I think from personal, from just my own personal experience, it's not something that necessarily I was taught. Mm. You know, I think, I think who I am is, is from, you know, who I grew up, you know, being the kid that I was into the teenager into that. And, you know, when I was, I was thinking back, reflecting even on, you know, when I was in college to become a teacher, you know, I left college really good at, at instruction. I, I could write a really good lesson plan and I was confident in my unit plans and, and all the things that went with instruction. But I didn't know, you know, I, I couldn't do the simple thing and look in a mirror and say, I love who I'm seeing. I love who that person is. And I think until you become aware that that's missing, we don't know to then take action on it. So I think, I think that's why it's ultimately hard. It's not something that necessarily, I think we're doing a much better job now of talking about it and how important it is, but I don't know that's, all, that's always been the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you, you've got a, a great perspective that kind of goes along with everything as a special education uh, teacher, Stepping Stones Learning Center. You've been a coordinator there. Um, clinical supervisor with autism learning partners, behavior specialist. You've got a lot of work where you kind of have to 
really face students and some of the issues that they have or um, things that they're dealing with from a, like a behavior specialist standpoint. You know, what was it in your journey through education that kind of brought you to the realization of the fire in you? Yeah, great. So I, I love talking about <laughs> my experiences because I really do think it's our experiences that shape us into who we are. And so I went to school fully, fully intending to be a teacher, a special education teacher. And I did that. I did that for five years. And I quickly learned that um, I, I loved behavior. Actually, I really loved diving into why my students were doing the behaviors that they were doing. Um, however, in, in diving in, in kind of unpacking all of this, it quickly led to personal frustration and burnout because I was looking at it through a lens of trying to solve for the child or fix the child instead of strengthening who I am and coaching the child and being there and mentoring and teaching. I forgot how, you know, as, as silly as that can sound, I forgot that piece. And so I've had various experiences of, of teaching behavior, of work, of teaching educators to handle behavior, to minimize behavior, reduce behavior, but also putting a lot of emphasis on the replacement behavior. What am I teaching? What is the expected behavior or the the more, you know, expected behavior that, that I want to see, because at the mm. end of the day, the behaviors that we engage in, not just our students, but we engage in are solving a problem. And the problem then becomes, it's, it's a problem for everyone else, not for the person, or they wouldn't do the behavior. So, yeah. so when I kind of really started to take a step back and really started to understand what is it that makes behavior so challenging, it's, I think we are very quick to want to take action when instead we're missing the mindset behind it. What is behavior? Why does behavior, why does it frustrate me? Why does this frustrate me more than that? Mm -hmm. So I personally had to dig deep into who I was and what I understood. And through doing this work, people started to notice and people started to say, Hey, you didn't get as stressed out in that situation. You didn't, you know, you were, you weren't that, that nervous and you were last time. What's different. And, and I was able to say, because I've really done the inner work so that I'm able to then show up and, and to ultimately define who I want to be in these high stress situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's quite the journey, I think, to get to that place. And then, um, you know, to be able to teach folks to do the same thing. What does, um, when you think about your services and your work, I know you do some one-on-one some -on -one coaching you have uh, courses that you've got and even a monthly membership. What are some of the steps that you walk teachers or educators through to help them come to the same realizations that you did as an educator? Yeah, absolutely. So we start by really, by really learning about what our beliefs are. And so what are the stories that we tell? And, and the easiest way I do this is through examples and we kind of, we unpack and I share a lot of examples from my own personal, my own personal growth. So a quick example for me is I grew up as a child thinking in order to be good, and I, I don't even love that term anymore, but it, in order to be a good student or a good child, I had to be quiet. I had to listen and I had to do exactly as adults told me to do. Yeah. So then, you know, fast forward 20 years, that's exactly what I did. I stayed quiet when things bothered me. I didn't say anything. I, I did my work. I did what I was asked to do. I was, I was basically what you would call a compliant student, right? And then, but then fast forward, that doesn't, when things started bothering me, when I, when I wanted to change the status quo, when I didn't like how things were going because I knew it wasn't what was best for students, 
I didn't know how to break through that barrier of the belief that I had held from when I was a young mm. child. So I really help to, I help educators unpack what those beliefs are that are holding us back and we rewrite them and we rewrite them into truth statements by understanding our truth is already in us. We just have to let it, we have to break down those beliefs so we can let it shine. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, you know, it, that's real quick what we do initially and then it just momentum builds from there. Right. No, I, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I, um, I think it's so good because so many of our, so many of our beliefs, like you're talking about, don't come from ourselves. They were given through your experience from your parents and you've got to relearn a lot of that information. I, I mean, I was just talking to, um, in my SEO program, working with educators, talking through a lot of those, those same type of things, like what are your limiting beliefs and, and where do they come from? You know, why do you, why are you thinking this way? Um, you know, I've, what does it feel like when teachers are going through this or educators are going through it? What kind of awakenings or changes do you see for them in the classroom? Yeah, so I think the biggest, the biggest takeaways that, that educators have told me is the, the difference in the energy that they feel in themselves. Hmm. Um, so I think so often we get so caught up on some of the little decisions we make every day and we, we second guess these decisions because we're constantly in this tug of war. Did I do the right thing? Is this right? Is that right? And, and my whole piece is once you have a better sense of who you are and your values as to, as to what you, you truly value as an educator, decisions become easier. Now, it doesn't mean the decision is going to be easy. It doesn't mean we're not going to think through it, but we're going to trust in the decisions we make. Yeah. But when we're spending less time and less energy on those little decisions through the day, it frees up our focus to really get back to what we ultimately want to be doing, which is teaching. And I think one of the things that, you know, in addition to that is, is they just have this renewed sense of passion for, for teaching. And that honestly, a lot of them say they feel like they got their life back because they felt like they were hundred percent educator and couldn't be anything else. And now they're learning that they get to be anything, you know, anything else, including an educator, but that doesn't have to be the only role that they're serving through the day. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Cause you are, you're, you're a person first, you yeah. know, even as an educator or as a parent, you, you're a person first, you know, and that's, that's, it doesn't get much more important than that. Right. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I say in my first uh, so one of the th one of the programs I offer at Night Your Legacy is a twelve week course, and one of the things I say week one is you're going to learn to stand on top of your podium with the utmost confidence in who you are. And the the feedback I get is that's scary, right? I don't want to be at the top of my podium. What are other gonna, people going to think? And I'm like, if you are not your biggest fan, if you're not your biggest cheerleader, if you're not 100% in your corner, how's anyone else going to be? Yeah. And so I think when you can learn to put yourself first through a lens of when I'm at my best, everybody else gets my best. Yeah. And for me, when I'm in a classroom, if I'm, if I'm teaching 30 students and I'm not at my best, then I'm not bringing my best to them. But when I can show up authentically and bring who that is on that day and share that and use that to connect and build those relationships, then ultimately we see the negative challenging behaviors reduce because there's no need. They're already getting all that they need because I'm showing up as I am that given day. Right, right, right. That's that. I love it. I love it. Well, and I mean, it's, it reminds me and sounds so much, it's like an SEL program, you know, and I think oftentimes we focus on SEL for our students, but SEL is important for our entire school community, including our educators. 
when you're going through these programs, did you have social and emotional learning in mind when you started it? Or do you see how um, these skills impact the SEL skills for adults and in turn their students as well? Um, I definitely see the connection. I don't know. In my, in my mind, I didn't necessarily go that route, but I think they're mm -hmm. absolutely interconnected. Uh, for me, I look at the three main domains I look at, which which now even saying them totally fall within the SEL realm, but I look at mindset, uh, the mindset we hold, the language we use, and then the action we take. Mm. And I think if all of those can be aligned together, meaning the mindset I have, you know, uh, creates the language that I use, and then the actions align with it, then I'm going to have change that's going to build momentum moving forward. And I think to me, that is, that is what is, that's what is essential. Cause like I mentioned earlier, you know, if we only have the actions and I'm only taking action without understanding the why, or I'm not using the language to explain it correctly, I'm not going to get very far, which leads to that overwhelm. Mm. So, but I think in order to have all three of those together, you have to have that, that social awareness, that self-awareness as to who you are, which comes through that SEL learning. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. I mean, no, I think you're you're on point with it. I, and and um, I mean, if you ask me, I would definitely say it's an SEL program. And even if it's not, you know, outlined directly according to a framework or a curriculum, I mean, you're you're helping to build equity. You're helping to build self care, personal results, and growth. And and so you know, by way of um, SEL, that's what SEL is pretty much about. So I'd say you you know you definitely got an adult SEL program. You know, in the way that you're helping and serve. Um, teachers because they're going to in turn take that into their classroom and, and be able to model those skills for their students, which is so crucial when it comes to understanding SEL and its impacts in your classroom. Yeah, it's, it's so true that, you know, and I think, you know, I, I had heard that for years, you know, modeling is essential, modeling is so needed, and it absolutely is. But if I'm not, if I'm modeling it in a way because I think I should model it, you know, because that's what the book told me to do, or that's what I saw this teacher doing, but I really can't understand it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I don't think it comes across as powerful as it can when I can stand hundred percent behind it and say, this is why I'm doing it. Not because someone told me I should, but because I'm choosing to, so that I can connect and relate to the students that I'm teaching or the staff that I'm working with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. And you, you've got, um, I think what's cool about your work as well is you've got several platforms to serve folks, you know, again, from the one-on-one -on -one coaching to the self-paced course, the 12-week mastermind. Um, and then you've also got a podcast. Can you talk to me a little bit about your podcast and some of the things you cover there as well? Yeah, absolutely. So when I when I launched Define University, I really saw it to be a platform. I really wanted a platform that any educator could get exactly what they needed. So if they just needed, you know, a podcast to, to throw on when they're going for a run or they're doing some self-care, then then I wanted to do that. Or if they wanted to dive in real, you know, deep and do that one-on-one, -on -one, we have that. Um, but specifically for the podcast, I honestly I started the podcast as as kind of a um, like a selfish project because like I said, I grew up really quiet. I grew up not sharing my voice. And so as Define University's momentum was building and I was starting to build this business, we're just coming up on the, on the first birthday, the first anniversary of the business. Um, I really wanted a way that I could share my voice and 
and, and be proud of the work that I've done, be proud of the growth. And so what started out as a project that each week I was going to share just different tips and tricks to do with, again, those three domains, mindset, language, and action mm. has now really started to build. We're 25 episodes in and some of the, the featured pieces that I like to do is every fifth episode is a Q&A. So I take questions that I either see on social media or I've been asked directly and I give my spin again from that mindset lens of, or that lens of mindset of what is it that I can better understand who I am so that I can tackle things like what is fall going to look like for school or what do I do with a student that keeps their head down even though I've tried everything. And so I give, I give that spin. Um, and a second, a second piece that I've really started in the last uh, probably a month or so is having educators come on and do what's called a share your uh, share your story series mm-hmm. and I just I have educators share their story because I so believe that it's our story it's our experiences as our ability to live into the present day that is our superpower mm-hmm. and so if I can create an atmosphere and a platform where educators can share what excites them and I think we can all remember what it is that excites us about education and reignites our own passion so we show up as the best that we can. So wow. that's really what I aim to do on the Define University podcast. Yeah, I love that. Your, your story is your superpower. Mm-mm-mm. That, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Um, I mean, that's overall, you know, 25 episodes in and you've got um, some really cool episodes and things that you're doing. So I'm, I'm excited to, to dig in and check it out as well. What would you say is, what, what's your long-term goal with Define University? What's the, what's the mission that you're trying to reach? Yeah, so the long-term goal is to really, is to continue two paths. So one path is to continue on the route that I'm on right now and really igniting, igniting the passion, igniting the excitement for educators to return to the reason they went into teaching and to do that through um, the courses that I offer. The second pathway is to really get into schools and really do training with a larger, uh, larger organization, larger number of educators um, so that you know, again, it's it's that combination focus of the, the social emotional piece, the mindset, the awareness, as well as the academic and the, the interconnected, right? They, we, we can't have one without the other, but when we put emphasis on one over the other, then we get we, we get out of balance and we don't have that, that blend that I look for. Um, and so for me, I see Define University just continuing to build um, with doing, you know, again, regional trainings, trainings with schools, and just to continue to reach educators to in, in variety of different modes. I know personally, I learn differently depending on the day. Some days I throw on a webinar, some days I listen to a podcast, some days I have a conversation. And so my goal with Define You is it's a platform that's going to have all those, all those methods so that you too, as the educator, can gain that information in the best way that you learn. Because I think that's what we want for our students too. It's not a one, you know, one way is the only way. It's, it's here's multiple pathways. And now, now show me your mastery in those ways that work for you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, I think it's special. And I, I started my podcast for a similar reason. I wanted to add value consistently for free, you know, in, in um, you know, a way that was meaningful and impactful and also challenging. Uh, so, you know, Lindsay, what would you say, you know, if you had any final words to deliver to the audience and everybody that's listening right now, what would you have to say? I think to remember that it's, it's not always about it's not a, it's the, the bigger piece to education is not about me, but it has to start with me. 
And mm. so I say that to you as the listener. It's not, it's not all you, but it starts with you. Because I think what happens is we hear all these things. We hear social emotional. We hear change. We hear this. We hear that. And we take it all on. At least I know I've tried. Right. <laughs> But, but it's not about taking it all on, but recognizing that it starts with you and it starts mm. with your mindset. It starts with your language, the language you use and the actions that you take and recognizing that each day is an opportunity to create every day to be the best day. Then learn through that day, learn through what happened, reflect on what happened and then grow into tomorrow. To me, that's what it's all about. You're already perfect within. That's nothing you have to aim for. You get to be perfect by living today, growing today, and then continuing to grow into tomorrow. Mm, mm, I love it. I love it. You're, you are right on. And it's been so fun to talk to you. Where can the people go to find you and learn more about Define University and everything else you've got going on? Oh, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I have loved sharing a little bit about, you know, my business and my true passion and helping educators really, really learn to reignite their own passion for what it is and why it is we do what we do every single day. Uh, the main, the main hub, if you will, that you can find me is my website, which is just defineuniversity.com. Again, university with Y-O-U because the emphasis is on you. Um, but also on Instagram, I am lindsay.titus828. Uh, Facebook, you could just search Lindsay Titus, you will find me there. And then Twitter is LTitus828. Okay. All right. There you have it, folks. Um, this was a great episode. Check out Define University. This is a good place, a good opportunity for you to do a, a consultation, to get some one-on-one, -on -one, a self-paced course, or even a mastery-based course. And if none of that works for you, she's got a podcast as well. So it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And I'm so glad that you decided to join in and listen to the Dash Podcast. Every week we feature educators just like Lindsay that are solving problems for school communities. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did like it, go ahead and share it with somebody else. Use a comment, excuse me, write a comment and subscribe to the Dash Podcast. And we shall see you next time. This is the Dash.